Hello and welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert. And I'm Don. Hey there. (laughs) Hey, we are excited to be here to share with you some earth-shattering health reports. You are going to get the latest, the best, the most up-to-date information so that you can walk in divine health. Go to our website, drcolbert.com, and you can take a look. There's articles there, videos, all kinds of information. And be sure and share this podcast with your friends and family. Share the good news around the world because we want to bring people to a place of walking in divine health so that What's amazing is you never have to go to a doctor. You never. Well, it's good. Get your checkups. Yeah. Do your wellness checks. Get sure. your colonoscopy. Women, get your mammograms, please. And then get your DEXA scans. Real important. But that's a preventive medicine. And that's what we want you to get to the point that what you do is on prevention, not because you're sick. And I got to tell you, we have been there. We have all walked through different things. And this is going to help you identify maybe with your own health issues of things, and you never put the two pieces together. Don and I went to North Carolina this past year, and we went from hot to freezing below temperatures into North Carolina, into the mountains, of which I was not really accustomed to. And before you know it, I came back with the worst sore throat, and it just felt like shards of glass in my throat. Now, Don immediately, because this is his, his preference of treating first is to do things naturally mary let's put you on this and this you know and i was like don you don't understand i feel like my throat is just like like i have um eaten glass i said it is i i don't like pain (laughs) i don't like pain i was trying to do the natural i said mary use this silver botic spray gargle with it and then take some oregano and oregano and yep. then, uh, you know, and I knew that that would probably take two to three days when you take the natural route as opposed to getting an instant some sort of relief. And so I said to him, I said, no, 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 I'm going to let you give me the guns. Give me the guns. I want the machine guns. I want me the heavy stuff to put this thing out now. And so he was like, all right, you know, so he wrote reluctantly the antibiotic to give me and take. And I have to tell you, yeah, sure enough, within a few hours, the pain of the throat was gone. I could tell that the antibiotic was definitely attacking it. But the next... Now, she had strep, too. I had strep. She had strep. And the next morning, though, I woke up and I thought I was on fire. I thought someone had set me on fire while I was asleep because I woke up with welts all up and down my arms, my legs, and I have never, ever, talk about pain, experiencing the pain that I was feeling, and I thought, what is going on? Now, there were red blotches in these areas that were literally hot to touch. They were inflamed. It felt like fire, you said. Right, it did. I felt like somebody had taken matches and had were burning me all over my arms and my legs. And Don goes, "Oh boy, you have really." I messed said, your "I gut said, up. I told you so. Yeah. That's why you don't want those antibiotics." <laughs> yeah. So he said, "Okay, Mary. So this is what we're going to have to do." He said, "That that 
that machine gun just killed all of the good bacteria that was in your that GI wasn't a machine gun. You dropped a nuclear a bomb nuclear on your bomb. gut. Yeah, yeah, right. He said, "There's you have just wiped them out." And he goes, "I'm gonna just have to tell you, it's gonna take some time. You're gonna have I to be said, patient." I said about a month, about a month, yep, Mary. That's what he said. He goes, "It's gonna take a month." I'm, I'm thinking a month. He goes, "Yep, it's gonna take a month to regrow it, to replant it." To heal it, and he turn said, off the fire, right? And so he was like letting me know that there are certain things. Now, Mary, now listen to me. You cannot eat this. You cannot eat that. You're and what I was to... saying, first of all, let me kind of help you okay, here go because ahead. I tell said the story. first. No, I want you no, to go, tell no, it because ahead. certain foods would literally cause this fire to just cut, feel like fire burning her all over. And one of the worst was sugar. Every time she had sugar, it literally it was like putting lighter fluid on a fire and it wasn't just sugar it could be strawberries right. just right. Uh, and, just a strawberry okay these are high histamine foods right. i had to explain to you mary you have unleashed the little histamine demon in your body and we've got high histamine foods are setting it a fire so high histamine foods are things she was eating every day not knowing like tomatoes high in histamine chocolate high in histamine. Sauces are usually high in histamine. So I mapped out all the foods high in histamine, and we have it in our gut zone book in the appendix. And she was literally eating every one of these foods every day, usually at every meal. Because so the first thing he did was, he said, now first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take this fiber every night. You're going to have to take the collagen, and Mary, you've got to double up. I want you to double up on the probiotics the beyond biotics that we it, that's our products it goes you've got to double up right, on exactly. everything to start healing the gut and i have to tell you i would take these products and literally within hours the fire gone gone no no it's within an hour so i mean it was amazing i couldn't believe it i'd be like okay the fire is out and then we'd go to dinner and we'd do something and then I'd You'd eat a tomato the, or tomato sauce and all of a sudden boom the fire was lit. And so I was having <laughs> to look at every ingredient, every little thing because we'd put the fire out and next thing you know the fire was I was back on fire again. And you'd wake up in the middle of the night on fire. Fire on fire. <laughs> And I would be like, I mean, my, my diet got to where it was so bland for me. that. But I didn't care. I was like, I'll do whatever. I just don't want this thing to fire back up. But I consistently took the fiber, the collagen, the probiotics. And then I eliminated anything that could convert to sugar, that even smelt like sugar. Because, man, it would set me back on fire. These things would just go nuts. So it was amazing. It was a long 30 days, but he kept saying, just be, I'm telling you, 30 days, Mary, 30 days is what it takes. And sure enough, it was like day 31 or 32, gone. Boom. Boom. So, okay. You have healed your gut. Congratulations. Couldn't believe it. No (laughs) more breakouts. Completely restored. I no more antihistamine reactions. Now you had to start slowly introducing the high histamine foods back in. Like the tomatoes and like lemons and limes right. and strawberries. I couldn't even put lemon in my iced tea. Right, chocolate. That's all I do is put add a lemon in my iced tea, and I'd go, "What did I do, Doc? All I did right. was put a lemon." It's high histamine. Boom! I'd be <laughs> on fire. That's right. It's amazing how it just uh, you learn so much when you go through something like this of of realizing how much food inflames and how your body responds to food. So. I'm a real believer in it. And so what was, what was the 
pretty cool thing that happened, though, through well, this process. Well, it taught you, too, and it taught you when you ate that sugar, when Mary ate sugar, literally within about 10 minutes or so, she'd be on fire. On fire. And so she looked at sugar like, wow, I don't want that. Every time was, I eat it, I am on fire. I'm telling you, I looked at it like a rattlesnake. It was a demon. <laughs> and that I weight just, started dropping off of you. It, yeah. <laughs> it, but what was really kind of cool, guys and girls, through this whole process is after this was all over, I noticed amazing. My craving for sugar was gone. And I noticed that I like to eat a little bit of chocolate, you know, squares and stuff like that at night. And I found myself going, Don, that's too sweet. I don't want that. Don't, don't we have anything? There's just no sugar. And he'd go, yeah, yeah, I've got this new one, no sugar. Lilies, lilies, And I'd dark try chocolate. it, and I'd go, oh, that's perfect, that's perfect. And all of a sudden, one day, I just looked at him. I said, Don, do you understand? I do not want anything with sugar. I said, I... It, my taste has completely changed. Now, here's what happened. You made the shift. You shifted from the firmicutes being the predominant bacteria, which cause you to crave sugars, carbs, starches, and cause you to extract more calories out of your food, to the bacteroides that cause you to crave less of those foods like sugars, carbs, and starches, and it helps you lose weight. So that's amazing. You had the shift. It did. It worked. I walked it. It works. And so you you can begin to apply these principles. And I really believe you will see amazing results. Amazing results. But antibiotics, I would say, are at the top of the list for triggering dysbiosis and leaky gut. And doctors prescribe these like candy. Most doctors. And they prescribe them for viral infections. Well, hey, duh. Antibiotics do not treat, do not kill viruses. They only kill bacteria. And most people with bacterial infections, like if you have a sinus infection or if you have, you know, um, a minor ear infection, guess what? I can clear those up usually without antibiotics. If a person, a kid, a child, or an adult has an ear infection, for example, I will put silver biotic drops. Yes, it's not colloidal silver. It's simply, uh, it's an activated silver you get from the health food store or online. It's not mine. But you simply, uh, what I do, I, I treat the, the kids with this, my grandkids, when they would get ear infections, they don't anymore. But you simply get an eyedropper, you fill up the ear canal, have them lay on one side with the affected ears up. And then you put these drops in the ear, you hold it in there for six minutes. And you do it usually once a day, maybe for two or three or f seven days, usually just a couple of days. And it clears most middle ear and outer ear infections, which is amazing. Without antibiotics. Without antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And then with sinuses, same thing. I, say, I tell them just hang their head off the bed with their nose in the air, drip this in your nose, sniff it up into your sinuses two or three times a day or nebulize it into your sinuses, clear sinus infections up and go off the dairy and the sugar. Dairy creates so many ear infections and sinus infections. So just simple little things I've been doing for years in patients that don't hurt the gut. See, antibiotics are a double-edged sword. Yes, they do help if you have pneumonia, if you have a kidney infection, something like that, a serious infection. Absolutely, you need them. But too many doctors are way over-prescribing antibiotics many times for viral infections that it'll never treat. So let me give you a few stats. The average American child receives 10 courses of antibiotics by the age of 10, but approximately 17 courses by the age he or she turns 20. So again, every time you take an antibiotic, you're creating 
leaky gut and dysbiosis issues. And unfortunately, most of the doctors never prescribe the probiotics. Anytime you take an antibiotic, you should be on a probiotic for a minimum of a couple of months. I recommend at least six months or longer. But for decades, antibiotics have been used to fatten farm animals. See, when you take antibiotics, when you feed those to animals, those animals simply store more fat. And that's the same thing happening to us. And they found that the use of antibiotics at a young age will predispose a child to obesity, but also to allergies and asthma and autoimmune diseases, as well as mental health disorders like anxiety and depression and ADHD. Every dose of antibiotics increases a child's risk of developing asthma, Crohn's disease, diabetes, and obesity. Now, the livestock and poultry industry uses 80% of the antibiotics sold in the U.S. Let me repeat that. Livestock, your cattle, your hogs, your, uh, you know, all your bacon and beef, chuck full of antibiotics, and poultry, chicken. They feed chicken tetracycline, doxycycline, antibiotic that literally. So when you eat chicken or that steak, especially if it's not organic or grass-fed, you're getting a whopping dose of antibiotics. An estimated 30% of all antibiotic prescriptions in the U.S. Are, are for illnesses that don't require antibiotics. In other words, viral illnesses. They don't treat, antibiotics do not treat viral illnesses. Real simple. So my story of an antibiotic was actually back in around 1995 or so. I was uh, trying to learn to wakeboard, and I had a, I had a ski boat. And I was weighing about 220 back then, remember, Mary? And my son was wakeboarding. He was really good doing all these neat flips and turns, 360 he turns. He's going to teach teach me how to wakeboard. And I was big, and my boat would not pull me up. And I was in the, being dragged by the boat. And as a result of being dragged by the boat, not getting up on the wakeboard, I was taking in a lot of water. And unfortunately, that water was going up my nose, it's going down my throat. And I tried this for about an hour, and I said, forget it. Give me the skis. I can slalom. I'm not going to try this wakeboard. But what happened about a week later, I started getting these cramping pains, and then I started going, having to run to the bathroom. And lo and behold, I later tested myself, and I developed a parasitic illness called Giardia. Well, it just so happens the lakes in Florida are full of this parasite called Giardia. Now, I said, no problem. I'll just take the Flagyl or Metronidazole, 500 milligrams twice a day for a, couple, a week or two. I did that, and boom, it knocked it out. But what happened, the Flagyl also created tremendous issues with leaky gut and irritable bowel syndrome. And so I had irritable bowel before, back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s, but I overcame it when I overcame my psoriasis, but then all of a sudden here, after skiing and getting Giardia, it had triggered tremendous irritable bowel symptoms. So I then learned that uh, metronidazole or flagyl is one of the worst antibiotics for causing irritable bowel leaky gut symptoms. So to make a long story short, I had to go and take lots of different probiotics, and I had to, uh, I also had develop some candida issues from the antibiotics. That's why I wrote the book, The Bible Cure for Candida, about 20 years ago. And now we have the condition is called actually SIFO, or small intestinal fungal overgrowth. So I had to learn what to do to clear SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and SIFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth. And when I did that, the IBS was cleared. I also had to 
remove the foods that triggered it, which was dairy and fruit and fruit juices and excessive fiber. So I had to cut those out for a while until my gut healed. And then the the alcohols like the xylitol and the malitol and all those diabetic type candies and you go with low sugar ice cream and lo and behold you have that uh, xylitol or something that, that wreaks havoc on the gut so after doing that it was controlled but that's where antibiotics are a double-edged sword yes it helps illnesses like pneumonia kidney infections uh, sepsis, uh, all kinds of problems, wound infections, but too many doctors are prescribing them for infections that don't require antibiotics, okay? So that's the main thing I see. Now, I'd, we also need to get into there's not only triggers for leaky, leaky gut, but there's also foods that make leaky gut worse. And I want to talk about these foods because I was unknowingly, we call them enemies of the gut. Okay, now before you go into that, Let's just kind of recap to the listener food, some of the diseases that are associated with this again. Okay, well, again, all the gut diseases, and I talk about 10 key gut diseases, uh, really nine, but I call constipation a gut disease. And those include everything from acid reflux to irritable bowel to ulcers to ulcerative colitis to Crohn's disease, as well as... um, you know, all kinds of other diseases of the gut, but then systemic disease. If you don't treat these gut diseases, and especially leaky gut, it will eventually lead to systemic diseases, including autoimmune disease. Like, again, this is rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's. There's like 150 different autoimmune diseases, and we have seen an explosion in autoimmune disease since the 1990s, mainly after the introduction of genetically modified foods. Now, I want to encourage people to make sure that you share this information, this podcast, because I guarantee you, those that are listening, you know two or three people who are in these conditions and just if you'll just tell them, say, listen, just listen to this podcast because I really believe you're going to learn a lot to help bring health. Now, when you become a partner with Divine Health, um, becoming a partner is simply where you sign up and you start uh, ordering monthly any of our products that you take on a monthly basis. You are partnering with Dr. Colbert to develop, which we are in the process of doing now, Divine Health University. One of the things is a goal of ours is that we want to begin a university of certification for other medical doctors, chiropractors, DOs, uh, nurse practitioners, naturopaths, naturopaths, physicians assistants that will go through our program of Divine Health University in which they will obtain from Dr. Colbert the training that he has done for the last 30 years of traveling all over the world, meeting with some of the top uh, healers and researchers that is going on outside of your traditional medical community. One thing I remember is Don was asked to speak at a huge medical convention out in uh, California a few years back. And Don got up and he talked about the celgevity, the glutathione, the glutathione, the, the benefits of glutathione and some of the studies that he found on the results of this one supplement and how it raises glutathione. And after he got through, as he painted out the picture, I'm not kidding, 
this was for medical people only. MDs only were at this conference. He had 50 to 60 medical doctors gathered around him yelling questions. Where did you learn this? Where did you see that? How did you find this out? And I was sitting back watching this. He got mobbed. And I thought, that's when it really hit me. I was like, wow, the medical community is in such need of receiving alternative information outside of the pharmaceutical. Folks, you have no idea. You have no idea how desperate these medical communities, because the doctors really want to do the right thing. They really do. They don't want to cause any harm. Most do not. They want to give you the right information. But the, their source of information, you have to understand, that is being fed to the medical community is via pharmaceutical. Now, we're not anti-pharmaceutical, but we also know that there are other information out there that people, the public, need to benefit from, that the doctors need to know, and they don't know. They don't know because their journals, their conferences, their education is all linked to not God's best. A pharmaceutical is meant for a short period of time, but you're not meant to live on it. I don't believe that that's God's best, that you have to live on it. His best is that you walk in divine health. So that's what we're doing with Divine Health University. We're going to bring this information. Become a partner with us today. Go to drcolbert.com. Look at the videos, the information that we have, and share this information with others. Now, we've talked about key triggers of leaky gut. There are seven key that I mentioned. Now, let's talk about there are 10 key enemies of the gut, and most of these are foods. And this is what I had to learn. I had to learn to let my food be my medicine. Now, these foods, if you have leaky gut, they perpetuate the problem. They create generally more inflammation, more leaky gut, so the gut cannot heal. So we need to talk about these because people, especially with autoimmune disease, have to lay these foods on the altar for the longest time, and some have to lay them on the altar forever for their autoimmune disease in order to heal it. But the main key food that triggers leaky gut in most people or that perpetuates the leaky gut is simply gluten. Gluten is the protein in wheat. Now, wheat used to, our wheat used to not be inflammatory or not nearly as inflammatory. But we used to have amber waves of grain. The fields of wheat were long, tall wheat plants. But what's happening through they the— They were eight feet tall, seven, eight feet tall. Right, but through the process of hybridization and crossbreeding, they have created a type of wheat called dwarf wheat. This dwarf wheat— It's only wheat, three or four feet high. Right, but it's resistant to droughts. It'll grow most anywhere— but it's highly, highly inflammatory to the body. This kind of wheat contains about 23,788 different proteins in wheat that are potentially inflammatory to the body. And especially the main two are glutenins and gliadins. And these create, what these do is these cause an excessive release of zonulin. Now, zonulin is a protein that literally form, that helps form those tight junctions. And when there's a release of zonulin, those tight junctions between the cells in your small intestines open up and it makes the leaky gut worse. This was actually discovered by a GI, pediatric GI specialist called Dr. Alessio Fasano, who's originally from Italy that came here to the University of Maryland. 
and he discovered this. So now we can literally check zonulin levels, and that's an indicator of leaky gut. But the worst food that makes leaky gut worse, and this is according also to Dr. Fasano, is wheat. And we eat wheat. Most people eat wheat at every meal. Well, what is wheat? Wheat is in bread, pasta, crackers, bagels, pretzels, most all cakes and pies and cookies and cereals. It's everywhere. Gluten is everywhere. That's the main staple of the earth. But a food that doesn't contain gluten, any kind of gluten, is rice. Now, even brown rice has lectins. We're going to talk about lectins in a minute. But gluten is the key food that literally perpetuates leaky gut. Now, there's, there's nine others. So let's just go through these real quick. A high-sugar, high-carb diet, which most Americans are on, perpetuates a leaky gut. It feeds the bad bacteria. Dairy. Dairy contains that casein A1 protein. That can also trigger leaky gut. Another is lectins. Now, lectins are those proteins that plants use as a self-defense mechanism against predators. But our modern food system causes us to harvest these plants early so that their lectin levels are at peak levels. Now, what foods are highest in lectins? Well, the highest food in lectins is wheat. Okay, so wheat, but also corn. Corn's a high lectin food as well as meats that are fed corn and wheat and soybeans, such as your most of your chicken and your beef and your ham. So if the animals have been fed this, it's in their meat, in their and meat. you eat it, and yeah. you're absorbing it. And yeah. far, farm-raised fish, yeah. they feed them usually soybean or corn. Okay, isn't that You've crazy? You've got to avoid the farm-raised fish, folks. You've got to avoid And it. a food that's real high in lectins, which people know because when they eat this, their tummy will bloat and swell. The, one of the highest foods in lectins are beans and peas and lentils, and including peanuts. That's a bean family, including soybeans. That's bean family. Now, what happens, these lectins, if you use a pressure cooker, first we have to heal the gut, and then after a couple of months, then you can introduce these back in, but pressure cook them for about seven and a half, eight minutes, and it destroys all the lectins. Other foods that contain lectins are the nightshades. That's what really affected me, the wheat or gluten. And the nightshades. Nightshades are found in these plants. They're old world plants that were brought over here by Columbus. They include tomatoes and potatoes and peppers and eggplant and paprika and goji berries. These are your nightshades that contain a um, that contain the nightshade solanin that for some people, I was one of those people, creates tremendous inflammation. Now here's why. In the seeds of the tomato and the pepper and in the skins of the tomato and the peppers have the highest concentration of these lectins. Now I can have tomatoes. They don't hurt me. Used to, they would. Mm -hmm. But now if you have a lectin issue of tomatoes, nightshades, all you do is peel them, get the seeds out, and they generally will, uh, you can usually tolerate them without their inflammatory effects. Other foods high in lectins, I go in this in detail, so I don't want to exhaust you with that. Right, you get but the these, book. Th- yeah, get the book. It'll explain it. But we're just talking about there's 10 key foods that literally perpetuate the inflammation. We talked about the, uh, the gluten, the high sugar, high carb diet, the dairy, the lectins, the artificial sweeteners, Splenda, uh, NutraSweet, as, as well as um, most every artificial sweetener kills the good bacteria. And creates um, dysbiosis and leaky gut. Stevia is fine. Uh, Also, what's lohan, monk fruit, and a little erythritol 
Now, if you have IBS, you got a erythritol, a small amount, doesn't hurt. Xylitol will hurt you if you have irritable bowel. Other things that perpetuate the leaky gut are emulsifiers. Emulsifiers make two different liquids mix, like think salad dressing. Think of mayonnaise. You've got a liquid and you've got a fat, and it, an emulsifier will literally tr- uh, aggravate leaky gut. Ice cream. They have tons of emulsifiers in ice cream. That's why ice cream is so bad because you're not only getting your sugar, you're getting your dairy and your emulsifier. So three hits. Is there any ice cream? What about not yogurt? But we know you're saying no to. Well, you can get good question. You can get gelato. What about gelato? Well, it's full of sugar, Mary. Okay. Now there is an ice cream, enlightened ice cream that's real low sugar, real low carb, small amounts on occasion, maybe once or twice a week would be okay. Called enlightened ice cream. Okay, if you're an ice cream lover and you can't give it up. I don't know anybody. For most not. people, for Everybody's most people. An ice cream lover. Well, I know. That's why I say a lot of people come in, I can't give up ice cream. No. I say, okay, at least just get the enlightened ice cream. Do it once or twice a week. Make it a treat. Small amounts. Don't eat the whole huge container, just a small amount. Okay. The other thing that surprises people that perpetuates a leaky gut, and this surprised me. Because I wrote a book years ago called The Keto Zone, and I recommended this fat. And then I, after reading the new research, we have found that LPS, LPS are lipopolysaccharides. We all have them. They come from the bad bacteria that live in our guts. When those bacteria die, the cell membrane of those cells form L, or L, made of LPS. Those little fragments of lipopolysaccharides inflame our gut, create worsened leaky gut, and they ride and hide on saturated fats. Yeah. And they create tremendous inflammation in our gut, in our bodies, and eventually in our brains. And uh, patients with Alzheimer's have as much as three times more LPS in their brains wow. than people that do not have dementia or Alzheimer's. Wow. So We're going to do a whole thing on the brain, Don. Right. People Ex- are going to get that. But listen, you have been listening to Dr. Colbert's podcast. This is so f- much good information, Don. We're out oh, of Oh, Mary, time. let me just give them the last three. Hold okay, on. Okay, real quick. Okay, so we talk about sat- what are saturated fats. Well, saturated fats are found in butter, cheese, cream, coconut oil, fried foods, fatty meats. All I'm telling you folks, limit these. Don't be eating tons of butter. I see too many people putting tablespoons of butter in their coffee, eating tons of cooking with coconut oil. Use avocado oil. It's got a higher smoke point. It's better for you. It lowers cholesterol. Okay. And the three other things that perpetuate the leaky gut are number one, constipation, which is affecting so many Americans, so easy to fix. Our Four, fiber fix that. F- our fiber fixes it, water fixes it, magnesium fixes it, lowering your stress and just making a habit to go, okay? And then the last thing that creates leaky gut is too much stress and staying too clean. That's why if you stay too clean, too many soaps, you wash every day, you wash and not just wash, you scrub all the good bacteria off your skin. Now, I'm not saying... Wash your privates, wash under your arms, but again, don't scrape all the bacteria off your skin. Don, do you realize we are going to have an epidemic of this that's going to burst through the whole world because of COVID? Not everybody's been washing their hands. Well, again, they can wash their hands. They can wash their hands, but I'm saying don't wipe off, don't wash off all the good bacteria on your gut. Don't put your hands in the dirt. Well, there's there's good dirt. There's good dirt, like at the ball field, like at the park. The good dirt trains our immune system. It's so important for our kids. 
Don't give Mamas, your don't let scrub your kids. Your kids. Get dirty. Yes, let, let them get, get dirty. dirty. Don't give them a shower and a bath every night and scrub them down. Let them get dirty. Are you hearing this? And that helps their immune system, trains their immune system. Well, these are, and I go in detail about this oh and show gosh, you. Oh my gosh, Don! You so just, a little dirt doesn't you hurt the can anyone. Of worms just there. We got to close on. Now this. I'm not against deodorant. I'm not <laughs> against wash under your arms your private parts, but don't scrub all the good bacteria off your body. Is what okay, I'm saying. Okay, now I know why we have no moderation. Friends. Moderation. We have no friends. <laughs> okay. We have no friends. We just lost all our friends. Okay. Anyway, though, this is good information, though, really, seriously. Become a partner with Dr. Colbert uh, by simply going on our website, take a look at what we have, and I'm going to tell you something. It, we need you to be a partner with us and help us perpetuate this good information so that you can walk in divine health. That is God's promise to you. He says, I wish above all things that you prosper, John 3, 2, and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, again, we're going to give you the answers to the gut zone. It's in my last section. We didn't get time to do it today. We'll do it next time. We'll talk about the answers and about the gut power tools. Blessings to all of you. Be blessed.